Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Thanks very much for your comments to 0861239595, WhatsApp or text. Keep them coming. We'll get to a few of them in a few minutes' time. Now, it emerged on the Limerick Today show last week that the vaccination centre at the race course in Limerick will close to facilitate racing for a number of days through June and July. And this came on the back of a number of contacts to us by listeners about vaccine appointments being offered in other venues. There's been a lot of reaction nationally and locally since. And Fine Gael Deputy Kieran O'Donnell said uh, to us on Monday morning that he would be seeking reassurances from the HSC about supply of vaccines and vaccinations locally. Well, Professor Paul Burke, who is UL Hospitals Group's Chief Academic Officer and the group lead for the Midwest Vaccination Centres, is on the line now. And good morning to you. Um, now, I, I try to move this on morning, a little Joe. bit rather than necessarily rehearse all the debates that happened um, late last week. Bottom line is uh, Kieran O'Donnell is suggesting that there could be up to 17,000 vaccinations that could happen but won't happen in the five days that the race course is closed. You have pointed out, no, this is about extra capacity, which we have in the Patrickswell race course over the mass vaccination centre at the Radisson, which means that we can facilitate everyone. His counter-argument then is, well, can you not open for more hours and fit 17,000 more in anyway between now and the date in July. What's the answer to that? Uh, good morning, Joe. Well, the answer is that if we had to do that, we, we probably could, but we don't anticipate that we would need to do that because, um, as Paul Reid outlined earlier on this morning, the total capacity, the total number of vaccines nationally that is likely to be rolled out is going to be in the order of between 330,000 and 350,000 per week. That's basically the supply lines, which he described as extremely strong. And based on that, the requirement for us here in Limerick in any week, based on 8% of the population, would be somewhere between um, around 24 to 25,000 per week. Now, as it stands at the moment, we're in a, in a in a position to provide well over that. I mean, between Ennis and Nina, uh, we're we're vaccinating roughly a thousand uh, people a day, which is basically fourteen thousand per week, and which would, based on the figures, which the HSD nationally are saying are going to be coming through, would mean we only have to vaccinate, you know, at most another fourteen fifteen thousand per week in the um, at the race course. At the race course, from a practical point of view, we have 46 booths. We are now um, vaccinating. We have extended our day to um, 8 p.m. simply because we found that there was a reasonably high DNA rate in the mornings, um, but people then coming later in the day. That's um, do not attend. Yeah, sorry, do not attend. Yeah, and the, but they were coming later in the day, and we found then that by... And there was very few people not attending at their prescribed time in the afternoon. So by us trying to give people a later appointment, we find that's actually working very well. And what happens to somebody who doesn't attend? Well, if they don't attend, essentially uh, on the on the system, the computer system then gives them a, a will basically send out a text to them, and it's a rather the, the the. the appointment system has been one of our challenges because it is a, a relatively blunt instrument. But what it does is, if you don't attend, it sends you another appointment. Uh, 
And um, what happens then sometimes is those people, you know, if they come then that evening, we will correct that on the system. But if they if if they get another appointment then, and it just keeps going. But there are one of the problems is that a number of people. Um, are not attending because they've already been vaccinated by their GP and yet the system hasn't been able to, the GP system, because of the whole cyber problem, the GP system at an IT level wasn't talking to the um, COVAX system, which was the national booking system for the for the area vaccination centres. And so these people were down as not attenders. Um, despite the fact that many of these people would have attempted to ring the national helpline. And, and can I just be clear about that? Is yeah. that despite the fact we were told that the vaccination computer system was not in uh, of itself affected by the cyber hack? Yeah, not affected. It hasn't. That wasn't affected. It hasn't been affected. Our, all the appointment structure it works. But at the same time, it is not as fine-tuned, if you like, as we would like it to be, because further fine-tuning of that was meant to happen on an right. ongoing basis. But because the IT people were, have been so taken up with the, uh, with, the, with the cyber crisis, some of those issues okay, hadn't so, been so, able to, to take so a big so issue. But, but, but can, I can, just can, finish the point, with relation to the GP's issue, that is now being corrected. There was a, about 150,000 of a backlog of people who had been vaccinated by the GPs, and that information is now okay. coming across to so, the other system. So what you are saying to us, Professor Paul Burke, is that there is, on the current basis, more than enough capacity for the number of vaccines that you will be getting in the coming weeks, Absolutely. despite the five days of racing. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So the question then is, we have a specific issue in Limerick, a very worrying surge. We hear Public Health Midwest constantly telling us about it. We hear they're looking now for more sequencing to see how many of this pretty nasty Delta variant might be existing in the Limerick area right now. I saw in the UK yesterday they were talking about an area of surge similar to Limerick and the question that was asked by the people in charge there is why can't we get more vaccines to this area where we have a specific and serious COVID problem? Surely the same question should be asked about Limerick. Well, yes, that is, that is, that's a fair point, and it's a national question. As it turns out, this week, and in fact the press release that we had put out on Friday did indicate that we could do anything up to 24,000 um, vaccines in the Limerick area. And as from a practical point of view, we are in fact doing above the national average as we speak, as we speak at the moment. Um, we have been vaccinating between two and 3,000 people per day in the uh, Radisson, or sorry, in the race course, we have nine thousand vaccines, nine thousand AstraZeneca vaccines available to us this week um, in the, at the race course, which would be above the the national average, and that is allowing us to focus on the cohort four, who were the first group to, the, to get the um, AstraZeneca vaccine, and we're getting the second doses to right. them. But, but you and made we, the point earlier that you could extend hours, yes. as Deputy O'Donnell yes. suggests, if yes. you actually got more vaccines. Yes. And surely we are in a race here, in a very serious race, against the virus in the Limerick area. Yeah, it is the yeah, worst yeah, in are. the country. We, we are, yes, absolutely. And the point, it, it's, we're in a race to ensure that our most vulnerable are protected, and um, we would anticipate 
that uh, we will um, we will be we will have that vulnerable group um, dealt with. You know, certainly, probably before the the national expectation date, which is by the nineteenth of July, we would anticipate that we would be probably well ahead of that schedule um, by based on the um, amount of vaccine we've had so far and what we're in a position to do. It will depend on the availability of AstraZeneca vaccine nationally and us being able to get enough of that. But if it's available, if it's available, we'll be able to use it. Right. So would you ask for it? Of course we'd ask for it. Yeah, of course we would, yeah. And I mean, it just just seems to me, I'm sorry now to be, uh, you know, maybe I'm missing something here, but surely if we have a place in the country that has a particular issue at the moment, which we're constantly being told about on this show, then it would make sense, if possible, to get more vaccines in here, to get more people vaccinated, regardless of whether in the vulnerable groups or not. This thing can spread uh, anyway. Absolutely, we, it can. But, I mean, we can't just... We are work, We are already pushing things very strongly. We have up to um, over... You know, we have over... 24,000 vaccines available to us this week and we have been offering that in large numbers with all the different vaccines in order to optimise the amount of protection of our community and you know we have been in it because and all along we have been in a position to take all the, the higher volumes if they do become available and we have been using that so we we that in itself you know, isn't the answer. We yes, we have obviously a higher amount of it in in the region, and we but we can't just take the approach. Oh, we'll just get more vaccines protected. We have to go back to the root cause of why we have a higher amount of it in the region, and we have to focus on dealing with that problem as well at the same time. Yes, we're talking to Professor Paul Burke, uh, who is group lead for the Midwest Vaccination Centre, which obviously includes Limerick. Now, we understand that the text some listeners got to attend appointments beyond Limerick in the run-up to the first race meeting last week, that it was a coincidental issue, not at all related to the closure of uh, the centre on Saturday. So has the text system been rectified now to stop that happening? Um, the tech system is a national system, so I can't tell you exactly if it has been totally corrected. But what what actually happens is that if you um, if when you get your vaccine at a particular time, then the 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 text the 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 computerized system will identify this person should be due to have their vaccine on another on another particular date. If on that particular date, that particular um, area or that particular vaccine clinic isn't isn't open, then it will suggest you go to, it will facilitate you to go to another one, so it will send you to the other nearest one. But in the situation where we wanted to simply not give them another date, but simply say we want them to come back into our Limerick Centre on a different day, that uh, once we, we became aware that that had happened, we corrected it. But unfortunately, at the time, the system didn't allow us to do that type of manipulation with it. Um, it, it was, as I said, it's been quite a rigid system, and we haven't been able to fine tune it as much as we would like. So going forward, we would hope that that would correct itself. But the national scheduler has been, as I said, a fairly blunt instrument in the way okay. it, it, it does tend so, out. So, so you're hoping, but currently that isn't the case? No, and what I would say to people is that if, for example, they, if that, for example, were to happen again tomorrow, 
um, or relation to Friday's meeting, and they got an appointment, say, someone who had previously had their first dose in the, the Radisson, and then they said they had to go to Limerick or go to, or sorry, they had to go to Nina or go to Mallow or whatever. They should basically, um, they should reject that appointment. And uh, we will send a, we will send a new appointment out to them to be done in the race course. Okay. Can I just clarify one other thing? Is it still done on the air code? So even yes. though you are in County Limerick, you could end up being called to Nina in the first instance rather than the race course. Is that right? Yes, it is. It, it seems to be based on you know for how far the crow flies, so to speak. So. You know, people. You know, now maybe, maybe, but it, I suppose people, some of the people out in Castle Troy or at that area could theoretically be, you know, offered offered Nina as opposed to, to coming into the race course. But really, essentially, you know, if as I said, their previous first dose was done in in the Limerick Centre and they want to come back to have it done in the Limerick Centre, and yet they're offered one in one of the other centres, just refuse that, and an alternative one would be sent to them. Okay, well, I got the Moderna a couple of weeks ago and I'm due my second shot, whatever, 28 days later. And some people who were asked back in the 28 days were complaining on social media late last week that they hadn't got an appointment for exactly the 28 days. Is that a medical problem? No, absolutely not. I mean, you know, it's not. It's not a medical problem. It's the the very there's huge variation. I mean, to be put out by a day or two is going to make absolutely no difference. In the UK, all the people who got the messenger RNA vaccine, their second doses weren't offered them offered to them until six to eight weeks. In fact, arguably, the longer the delay, theoretically, the greater the antibody response. Um, you know, for so for example, even in the UK at the moment, and I don't know if anyone heard Professor Agent Hill talking about it the other day, that even though we've reduced the the gap in order to improve the great the resistance um, by getting the second dose at eight weeks rather than twelve weeks, theoretically, theoretically, if you are to leave the interval longer, your amount of antibody generated is greater the longer you leave that interval right. before you get the second dose. But, so therefore, yeah, and, a day or two is going to make okay. no difference. I, I, and, and then there's that whole counter-argument about AstraZeneca, for example, trying to shorten the intervals there because they're worried about obviously the, the Delta variant. Yeah, and it's very important to say that now. The day, I'd just like to make that point to reassure people. But I, but having said that, it is very, was very reassuring as the vaccination centre yesterday that the people in the cohort four who were due their second dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine there was hardly any um, evidence of vaccine hesitancy. There was almost 100% take-up, and that's very reassuring because there had been reports of people being reluctant to take the second dose of the AstraZeneca, and the data now that's come out from the UK since Monday has very clearly shown that when you have your second dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine, you have a 72% um, um, resistance against basically a hospital admission the Pfizer is slightly higher at about 96%, but a, a, a you know, 92% uh, prevention of having to go to hospital with the second dose of AstraZeneca. 92, even, 92. Yes, 92. 92, okay. even with the Delta variant. Uh, right. It's very reassuring. One other key point, just to circle back to your point about people not attending, it, mm. it appears that that is becoming an increasing worry for you, that there are people not turning up for their appointments to be vaccinated. Yes, well, there's a couple of issues there. I mean, the the uh, the, the average non-attendance rate has some has been been somewhere between ten 
between 10 and 15 percent, maybe a tiny bit higher than that. Some of that it was due to, as I said, um, the computer system telling us that they, they just hadn't um, had the vaccine. And then when we went and checked it up with some of these people, we found they'd already had the vaccine from the general practitioner. The second factor is simply from a time point of view at the moment, out of the area vaccination centre, we find that there is a, a higher um, poor attendance rate in the, in the morning. And that may well be with some people going back to work now, etc., rather than working from home, that it, it, those times just don't suit them. And from that perspective, we have found then that some of these people do turn up in the afternoons. So... Uh, and that's why we've extended the, the, the hours of the clinic by an extra hour to try and facilitate that. But the, we, you, we would anticipate probably that certainly when we go into the under 40s age group and then down obviously into the under 30s, that the level of vaccine hesitancy might just increase a little bit more because people will obviously feel that they're not as um, endangered by by contracting by, by contracting the, the virus, but clearly for us, the message has to be that we want to get as much of the entire population vaccinated as much as possible because um, as well as being protected for themselves, if they are fully vaccinated, they will help reduce the risk of spreading the vaccine to older people. And obviously we're concerned as we go into the winter then, when the effect maybe of the first vaccine has started to wear off a little bit, that some of the vulnerable groups might be a little bit more susceptible again. So right. the key is okay. for us to try and get the... The whole herd immunity the whole, thing. Uh, the whole yeah. herd immunity piece um, achieved. It's really and important. Hopefully by the end of September I, that, that we will be in that space. So that's about the younger people wanting to turn up and turning up, but also it's about people as they return to work, their employers giving them the chance to go out uh, yes, to whatever time yes. is appointed. 100%. And I'm glad you brought that point up, Joe, because that is something we would ask to appeal to the employers that if the people have appointments for during the day when they're at work, we would appeal to them to try and facilitate allowing their employees to attend for their appointment if at all possible. Okay, well, listen, thank you very much for answering those questions for us uh, this morning. Not and that appeal at the end is an important one as well. That's Professor Paul Burke, UL Hospitals Group Chief Academic Officer and the group lead for the vaccination centres in the Limerick region. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.